0: You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers, no judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 278, and I'm calling it Decluttering Trash and Treasures. Um, So I am talking to Ellen in this session, and I just, okay, so here I have several recorded. A lot of y'all know I am working on a book not ready to completely talk about everything with it, but it, it's kind of confusing, but whatever. Anyway, I have a book that has a deadline, and now I am working hard on that this month. So I have some of these sessions that are going to come up, but I'll also do some regular podcasts as well. Um, But when I was thinking about, oh, okay, I need to go run one of those, I went, oh, I want to run Ellen's because, you know, Ellen is a kindred spirit. She's in the Patreon group. You can find out more about that at slash a comes clean. But she's like doing it. I mean, doing the stuff that we talked about in this session and she's been sharing it in the group lately. And I've just been so excited. I'm like, Oh, that's right. That's what we talked about. We talked about that space and she's making such progress. And so it just got me excited. And I was like, I'm going to run Ellen's. Um, anyway, not that other people aren't doing that too. It's just the one that was on the top of my mind, but the thing about Ellen's session is that I think there are gonna be so many of us that relate to it because here's the thing I remember not having gone back and listened to it, but from reading my notes and stuff is Ellen's really into a lot of very interesting things. hobbies, skills. I mean, and I'm just like, yeah, there that's that's a very common thread for a lot of us who struggle with clutter is we really like to learn new things and do new things and, and do interesting things. And so I think you guys are going to relate to this specifically. We're going to talk about starting when you're very overwhelmed talking about, um, which is where the trash comes in. Uh, and then we're gonna talk about, you know, letting go of things that, you know, for a fact could be worth money. And that is a major trip up for a lot of us. We also talk about getting motivated when you're chronically ill that is something a lot of my listeners struggle with. um, And so we we talk about that. Anyway, I think you're going to enjoy this. Um, I do want to tell you that at the end of the podcast, I'm going to give you some feedback that we've had on the take your house back course that is available through the end of January. Okay. So it is, it is not going to be open forever. And always, whenever you feel like it, it's going to be open through the end of January, you have access to it for a year. Um, and that, well, anyway, I'll talk more about that later, but you have access for it to it for a year with the goal of it, not just being something that you're like, Oh, well, I'll get to that someday. Like there's value in a deadline. Okay. Okay. But anyway, so if you would like to join that course, you can do that through the end of January. That's takeyourhouseback.com. Um, I've been hearing so much great feedback. People are really, really loving it. So um, here you go. Here's Ellen. Okay. Are you okay with me calling you Ellen? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you being willing to come on and do a session and let the entire world hear it. <laughs> I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I need to get started. I have one of those houses that the firemen say those are the type of fi- homes that catch fire. Oh, really? Uh, well, what yeah. makes you? See, uh, do you have experience? Well, there's this. There's there's these mounds of boxes that have not mm-hmm. been thrown away. Yeah. That desperately need to get out of the house. Among other things, (laughs) among other things and all this, I'm just looking around me right now, um, stuff piled up.
0: Well, let's first start out by you telling me like, what's your unique life situation? Okay. And and I know that in prior podcasts, I used to say, oh, I don't want to focus on the fact that we're in COVID times because you know, who knows how long that'll last. I am all about you share normal life and you share 2020 life, whatever you want to share.
1: In 2020, I've been hospitalized no less than six times.
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh,
1: Most of it for things related to my congestive heart failure. Okay. Having this really slows me down. I mean, today I went and picked up, how do I put this gingerly, basically deer bones. Let's just put it at that. I picked up deer bones for my
0: dogs. Uh, I'm exhausted from just going and doing that. So... But but what you're saying is the simplest, although that doesn't sound simple, but a thing that you have to do over the course of a day completely physically exhausts you.
1: Right, Whether it's working my uh, sit-down, telephone-based computer support job, or training my dog's I'm on vacation this week. So it's a, It's like I keep catching, I mean, the last two days have I've done nothing but sit in my car and drive all over the place.
0: And even that is exhausting. And that is very exhausting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, let's talk about the successes that you've had first. So tell me um, a strategy that has positively impacted your house.
1: Well, I think two of them is that is getting the garbage bag out. I can get the garbage bag. I can get it full of garbage, and and I can get things into a box. They don't always make it to Goodwill. There's a box sitting waiting that is not quite full that needs to go to Goodwill right now. Okay. Um, and I really, sh- you know, need to get back going. But it, nothing. I seem to be be able to maintain nothing. I can clean her off my dining room table, mm-hmm. but the daily habits i have no idea what i need to be doing okay
0: um okay. part of it is exhaustion too let let's talk about a couple things that you've already mentioned so i know we're talking about the successful things here but let's take the things that have been successful and kind of apply them to the things that you're struggling with okay so you said the goodwill box is it not full because or is it not gone because you're waiting to fill it up is it yes. not gone because it's, it's not gone, because I'm waiting to fill it up and then we can get it in the van
1: and get it to Goodwill.
0: Okay. If it had been full, would you possibly have had an opportunity to go drop it off? Yes. Okay. So you mentioned boxes being an issue in your house, which I think that's an issue for a lot of us, especially in 2020. Can you do smaller boxes? No, these boxes need to be broken down. I know, but can put you put it in the garbage? For your donations, can you? Do can you use a smaller box so that you fill it up sooner so you can get it out? Because I know if physical exhaustion is a huge issue, then that's great to fill up a big box, but then it's that much overwhelming, more overwhelming to pick up the big box and get rid of the big box. Could you try to do small boxes? Yeah, I could very well. Okay. Yeah. Could you, every time you take a small box take boxes. Do you think your donation place will accept just boxes? Oh gosh. Yes. They have
1: big tubs out there. You just start putting stuff in.
0: Okay. I I mean, you know, because we've already addressed the fact that that physical exhaustion is a real issue for you. I don't know that you have the luxury of huge overhauls. Is that correct? Because you can't, you're physically can't handle it. Correct. Okay. So small, 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 but as often as you can. So a small box being donated. Meanwhile. Even two or three of those boxes, do they have to be broken down to donate them? Or can you donate them before they're oh, broken the, down? The
1: The boxes that need to be broken down mm-hmm. are trash. They need to go. Okay. That's trash. Um, the boxes for donations, we can just pull one of those that were destined for trash down and put it in and fill that up and just get it out to the van so I can get it over to Goodwill.
0: Okay. And is the breaking down of the boxes too exhausting? It's dusty Uh, and I have allergies. You know what I'm going to say, right? Yeah. (laughs) What am I going to say?
1: That's from my address.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, Matt, I mean, I I have been wearing masks long before it was cool because (laughs) long before 2020, I've been, my mom was wearing masks to clean back in the eighties. You know, I mean like this is just what was normal to me. And I didn't want to, I hated it when my mom did it. I like, it just got on my nerves. I couldn't see what her facial expressions were. I did not like it. But at the same time, because of how I am and how I tend to put things off until they're dusty. And then the dust itself turns into its own really great excuse because I have terrible allergies. Then putting on a mask to do that lets me go ahead and get it done. So and my yeah. guess is you've got a mask somewhere in your house. Yeah, you could now say that, that it's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got that. Yeah, but but really though, I mean, so even if it's just three boxes at a time, or now I do uh, different people. I feel very fortunate that we don't like. I know my in-laws where they lived, like their trash had to be in very specific, like this certain container, and blah blah blah. Our garbage men are the best. They'll take anything. So my husband will put stuff out in boxes. Are you able to do that? Or is that not an option? No, that's not a, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very automated. Okay. They they have
1: a lift for the dumpsters for both the recyclables as well as the garbage. Okay. And uh, there are certain times, I think about once a month, you have to contact them if you have like large like a piece of furniture
0: do the boxes go in the recycling or in the garbage in the recycling okay and they have to be broken down yes okay so i I mean one of the things that i personally have struggled with and that i hear a lot as i'm doing these sessions is sometimes it feels like breaking down boxes is not a valid use of decluttering time do you ever feel that way no
1: I don't okay. feel that way. It's getting garbage out of my house. Yes. Um, okay, I good. Have a, I, yes, last year I closed and uh, basically a, uh, an online selling business, which included okay. Amazon, Etsy, and um, eBay. And I have a whole slew of boxes downstairs in a huge pile that is just begging to catch fire. <laughs> so
0: Are I, those boxes I, that somebody would want to use for that type of selling specifically? No,
1: no, they're old Amazon boxes and whatever we had upstairs that we moved downstairs. And now we have a new collection upstairs.
0: Have you ever offered Uh, them on Facebook marketplace or anything like that?
1: I hadn't thought about that.
0: Even just say, you know, boxes. I mean, and I know you might need somebody to actually come in the house and get them, you know, physically, which might be a difficult thing to do right now because of 20. I've got a porch. I got a porch. porch. Yeah. I mean, I, I would put it out there and just say, you know, I have a lot of boxes. Now, everybody's got a lot of boxes right now. So you may or may not have people who want them. But you can probably remember back when you were first selling and you did want other people's boxes. You know, I know I did when I was selling on eBay. Like I loved a good box that I know I'd be able to put something in to ship it to someone. So, you know, giving that a shot and just seeing even if they can't take all of them. It's just that getting them out, getting them out, getting them out because boxes are also a very visually overwhelming thing. You already feel the safety issue, but -hmm. then there's also, you know, they can really turn into a big old pile.
1: Yeah. Yes, they can. And very quickly. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, like as, as you're able, break them down and go ahead and put them by the front door, ready to, or back door wherever your garbage is. I'm thinking of my own, but, but you know, like wherever it is that you're going to be going out that way with the trash, go ahead and put them in there. Would that work? Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's two a week. That could it's make two. some progress. It will. It will. Okay. So tell me something else that has been helpful for you. Taking pictures. Oh, good.
1: Taking pictures of getting st- you know where i 'm at, where I go to the problem is i don 't maintain it okay i mean that's that 's going back to a problem i mean that 's but I love taking the pictures, especially like before this is what my refrigerator looked like, and before this is what my freezer inside of my freezer looked like, and now this looks what it looks like afterwards, because my husband has helped me mm-hmm. uh, clean out the nasty stuff, and we 've got stuff thrown away and it looks really good. And actually the refrigerator itself is pretty well maintained it. Um, I will say that. So that has been a big thing. However, my counters, I've got certain, I've, I've got a huge Island. I'd love to get cleaned off again. I saw the surface of it about a year ago. (laughs) So what is on the Island? There is oatmeal. There is bags of chips. There are dog medicines. There is a bread. What is it called? Called a bread box. Okay. Bread box that has dog medicines inside of
0: it. Are these um, things that you intentionally? Do you intentionally say I keep my oatmeal on the island, or would you rather no, not have your oatmeal? Now? Okay.
1: I'd rather not have the oatmeal. The dog meds are fine. The glass that has the scissors that I use basically right – it's right next to my uh, – where the scissors are at is right next to my sink. So that's real handy to turn around, grab a pair of scissors, and then cut open the bag of pork chops or whatever I'm making. Um, Those kind of things. But the oatmeal does not need to be there. But do I have a place for the oatmeal? Not really. Okay.
0: How about we talk about then – decluttering the island using the five-step decluttering process. Okay. So what that okay. would mean, because sometimes it can be this, like, because you know, it's a space that has to be maintained. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. cause you've mentioned the word maintaining multiple times already. So you know, yeah. that maintaining is your issue. And so you look at the island and you think I saw the surface a year ago. I know that maintaining is the issue. and so. Your brain can fixate on the need to maintain and resist the fact that it actually needs to be a decluttering project. And remember, I don't care if you declutter, if you tidy, if you clean, if you maintain, however you want to look at it, is fine. But let's tackle it as a decluttering project and make that its own. Okay, we're going to do the trash first because that's the easiest of the easy Mm -hmm. stuff. Then we're going to do the easy stuff, which oatmeal is easy. So if it was not on the island, where would you look for oatmeal first? In the pantry, in my pantry. My pantry is full. Okay. So all you have to do then, I say all you have to do, (laughs) I know it's harder than it sounds, (laughs) but is to take the oatmeal to the pantry and find something in there that's easy that you can remove that will make room for the oatmeal. Okay. So that's either something expired, something that didn't, something that's trash, you know, like a couple of empty boxes of something or other, but all you're going to do is make room for that. So yes, the pantry is probably another project for another day, but for now, because we're working on the Island, we're going to take the oatmeal to the pantry. That's where you would look for it first. If it was not, you know, on the Island where you don't want it to be and get rid of something in there. Do you think there is something in your pantry that you could, I
1: think. There is some old oatmeal that I bought probably four years ago. Okay. That can be thrown away.
0: Yes. Okay. So that, you've already got your black trash bag at the island because you're working on that and you're throwing away trash. So you take that old one back, you replace it with the new one. You come back, even if it's not oatmeal, if the oatmeal didn't turn out to be there, it might be cereal boxes or it might be, Mm -hmm. um, you know, something else that's expired. Five different cans of things that are expired that will open up the space for the oatmeal, whatever. So- you take that back, you put it in the trash. Okay. So we've done easy stuff. What else on that island would be easy? Acorn squash. Okay. Easy because it's rotten or easy because you need to cook it. Need to cut it open and bake it. Can you eat that tonight? Not tonight. I've got dog training tonight. Tomorrow I can. Okay. So that you know it's already afternoon so this is probably a project for tomorrow or whenever you know but it's it's a concept thing here okay it's not right. like i want to know that you went and cooked that acorn squash you know but you do have that acorn squash that would be part of the process is to say okay what's the easy thing to do with the acorn squash do i just shift it over onto the cabinet do i shift it next to the sink or do i say let's eat acorn squash tonight You know, I mean, like that's the ultimate easiest thing because then it's actually been used before, because I know for me, I have had acorn squash that has gone bad. And I think it takes a long time for acorn squash to go bad.
1: I have had milk gone bad, got pushed to the back, explode in my refrigerator.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: And, and a can, and I'd also discovered that if you don't use pineapple by a certain point,
0: it will eat through the can. Oh, wow. That's wow. Okay. (laughs) I helped somebody declutter one time and they had saved like a Pepsi can from a a commemorative thing. That acid would eat through. It was just gone. The can was just empty. It was the most bizarre thing. And he was like, what? (laughs) Like it was just gone. It's just completely like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but anyway, but yeah. Oh, wow. So, so make the acorn squash. Cause then you're going to feel like, oh yeah, we ate our healthy dinner that we've been meaning to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gone. Like it's, you know, so it's that moving through that process. And then as you get to the stuff that makes you go, oh, I don't know. That's when you start asking your two decluttering questions, you know, mm-hmm. where would I look for this first? If you want, if your ideal is for this Island to be clear, then that's not going to be the answer here, you know, like, so even though technically maybe you would look there first, cause you've gotten used to it, where would you look for if it wasn't on the Island, right. where would you look first, you know, so, and then go take it there. And every time you take something somewhere that has its own mess there or its own overfilled, you know, then take something out, anything to make the space for that thing that you need to put there, you know, and then the container concept for the Island is that you want it to be a usable space, right? Yes. Yeah, so what's your what's your goal, your purpose for that? I want a space
1: that I can roll out noodles on. I mean, okay. that's just the size, the size. I can eat knead bread or roll out noodles. The right. edges can have stuff around it, but I want a space that I can work in to mix something, to roll out something, uh, things like that.
0: So, the island is its own container. And it's a container for the use of being able to roll stuff out. And so if things are on that island that keep that from being able to happen, then you've got too much on that island, right? I could do canisters on
1: there that that have flour, sugar, rice, things like that on there, as
0: long as it doesn't take
1: up too much space.
0: Yeah. And that's one of those things that you can... If you already have a place where you look for flour and sugar and rice and those kinds of things, leave those in there and and try to go with it just being a usable space because you're already used to those things being in other places, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, instead of feeling like, well, I should put something on here, let it exist to be a, a work surface.
1: And, well, the and for, characters are actually already on there.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Then yeah, you're good. Yeah. As long as it has the usable space that you're wanting it to have. Right, right, right. But I I think that's that thing for me with containers is that whole, it's that ambiguous part of the concept of where the space has to also hold the function, not just the stuff, but also it has to hold the function, which means if I want to roll stuff out and I have more stuff on here than will allow me to have space to roll things out then I have too much on this space okay. and that's how that's how a flat surface can be a container. Okay, what's something else you want to talk about?
1: That was that was helping with the dining room table because there's seat for my husband, not even enough room for our plates right now. It's just a matter of going through, taking the garbage bag, getting rid of the garbage, finding places for books no, it is not sacrilegious to get rid of books. I keep telling myself.
0: It's not, I promise. (laughs) Well, and, and it's the same thing as the oatmeal. So as you have a book and you have a bookshelf somewhere else, I'm assuming, and you have that book that was on the table and you love that book, you go take it to the bookshelf and you say, okay, what book on this bookshelf am I willing to get rid of to make room for this book that was on the table? And then you're either going to say, I'm not willing to get rid of of any of these. Okay, then the one that was on the table needs to be donated. Or it's probably going to be fairly easy to go, I really want the book on the table. And that one right there, I actually hate it. Or that one, I never have read or whatever.
1: That one did not have the useful recipes in it that I thought it would have. Yes.
0: And Um, it's right. Exactly. And as far as maintaining these surfaces, if it helps you to, you know, go back to it, like, and that's where that visibility rule comes in. Because I'm assuming that your dining room table and your kitchen island are pretty visible spaces in your home, correct? Yeah.
1: I was actually starting with my front door at my front door. Yes. Which is what Um, I recommend for sure. Yeah. Because I had so much emotion around that dining room table. Mm-hmm. I had to get away from it. I had just had to start someplace else. Yeah. Because I've cleaned it off twice now completely. As much as I would. I had lamps on there, I had my oil lamps on there, I had my had my other hurricane lamp on there. It was nice. We could put we could put uh you know, set up for a hot pot or set up for a Swiss raclette. Um I don't know what that is. It's basically m- potatoes, grilled meats, and melted cheese. <laughs> Ooh, yum. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Give me raclette, please. Yeah, <laughs> well, and I think the thing too to remember is that main, so, so the visibility rule works in that you work on the visible space and then the next time you're inspired to declutter, which hopefully is sooner because you've enjoyed mm-hmm. the visible progress you go back to that same place where you started. Like, so you don't work on the dining room table. It kind of gets cluttered again. And then the next time you go to the island, you do the dining room table again, even though you just, just did it. You know what I mean? Because the reality is working through those steps, you're going to get rid of trash and easy stuff. And most of the time, you're going to be just about done at that point. It's not going to be as emotional as it was that first time because it's not, it's not stuff that sat there for years. It's stuff that sat there for a month. So it's really stuff that just kind of ended up there. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, and, and I, but I think it's hard because sometimes because it was so emotional that first time, the assumption is I don't want to go through that again. Yeah. But it, it's just it, like, right? But in reality, it's not going to be the same again because I, you'll probably be done at the point when you get to through the easy stuff, depending on how long it's been.
1: Yeah, I never did declutter under the table. There are actually boxes under the dining room table, empty ones. No. Okay. Full of junk. I mean, my husband, ever helpful. He's wonderful. He does so much stuff, but his idea of getting stuff tidied up is to take a box and dump all the old bills into the box mm-hmm. so we can look at it later.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and that's normal. I mean, well, it's normal for me. I mean, that's what I used to do, but it's that going ahead and dealing with a little bit by a little bit, even if you just, if there's a chance that if there's five boxes under the table, that going through it and saying, I'm just going to get rid of the easy stuff out of these boxes could consolidate it down to one or two boxes. Do you think? Yeah. And that's better. And then that will also be like, oh, wow, that really makes a visual impact. It makes us feel better about the house and, you know, giving yourself permission to do it, to do that first, not do it perfectly, not be completely finished and blah, 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 but just say, I'm This is overwhelming to me. I'm just going to look through them and look for the easy stuff and get that out of there and then consolidate what's left. Okay. You might find a box or two that's all easy stuff. Because if you haven't looked in them in a while. I haven't looked at them
1: in a while. Right? There might be a box of Goodwill stuff on the one chair. I just thought of that. That would be real easy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, Did that help? Yes.
1: Okay. Yes, yes, yes. It's like just thinking about things as containers and not necessarily.
0: <sighs> well, and, and focusing on less and better as opposed mm-hmm. to finishing will keep you moving forward and keep going back. Like if you already did the dining room table, go do it again before you move to the next thing. It's going to take so much less time, but that's what's going to maintain it. Otherwise you get into the, I work really hard on this space. I'm going to go work really hard on this space. Meanwhile, that space is getting cluttered again.
1: Right, right. You it's know. going back and doing the decluttering, picking up and yeah. things like that.
0: Yeah. And for me, I have to use my decluttering process to do what other people just consider normal everyday picking up. You know, like I have to talk myself through it and say, okay, get rid of the trash first. And that gets me moving. Okay, what here is easy. Let me get that out of here. You know, like I I talk through this process In things that other people would be like, why don't you just pick everything up, you know, and that's not, (laughs) that's not how I work, but whatever works for you is what you have to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what i was saying is I just looking at things and going, do I really need this book anymore? Do I really want this book anymore?
0: So don't ask those questions. Just say, where would I look for this book first if it wasn't stacked on the dining room table? So tell me where you would look for it first. Okay
1: decked on the dining room table, I would look in the bookshelf that is just behind my dining room chair.
0: Okay. So you're in the same room. There's not even a lot of room to to move. Okay. Which is hard, you know, because you deal with the exhaustion issues. Um, Okay. So it's right there. So you have that book in your hand. You are not asking yourself, anything about whether this is valuable, whether you should keep it, those questions are irrelevant. It's simply, where would I look for this first? I would look in that bookshelf. So you look at the bookshelf and you say, is the bookshelf full of books? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you say, all I have to do is create the space for this book. You haven't even asked yourself yet if it's one that you want to keep or not. You simply asked, where would I look for it first? What do you have to do to create space for this book? And so you scan the bookshelf and you say, what am I willing to get rid of to make space for this book? Okay, That's the question you're asking. See how those take the what ifs and the the endless cycle of all the things you could think about. There's really nothing to think about. It's simply what am I willing to take out of here and donate, not move somewhere else, but what am I willing to get rid of in order to make space for this book. And sometimes the answer is nothing. And in that case, you say, okay, well then this doesn't fit in the bookshelf. It goes in the donate box. Mm -hmm. It doesn't fit in my house. Because it sounds like you've already, you've already gotten to the point where you know it's okay to donate books. Now it's a question of which books go and which books stay. Right. right. The container gets to make those decisions, not you. You don't have to decide. You just say, does it fit or does it not fit? And what, what am I willing to get rid of to make it fit? Yeah. And it's, a,
1: it's the same thing with I'm a hand spinner. Okay. And I have a abundance of craft supplies. Let's just put it abundance of wool. What is a hand spinner? Go ahead and tell me. I make my own yarn. Oh, very cool. I also have a collection of Rick Reeves spinning wheels. Now, those of you out in your audience know that Rick Reeves was a um, was well known for his wheels. And I have an have a almost complete collection. Wow! I have to come up with space to keep those.
0: Are they things that you use or things that you will display? Things that I display. Okay.
1: Um, actually, I do use two of the wheels myself. And because as I've gotten older and the heart disease, I've actually got a... A, a an electric wheel that I use mostly
0: okay so you and, want to display these things in your mind's eye when you brought them into your house where were you picturing them being displayed
1: mm, I was stuffing them into a side room <laughs> okay <And laughs> in a more about ideal this, world than that <laughs> I was not thinking about displaying I've actually uh sold about five spinning wheels in the last two years okay so my collection is down to kind of a bare, you know, a quote, quote. But if I ignore this collection, I uh, the collection itself, I have two spinning wheels. I have an electric wheel and I have a lue S10 and somebody will have to drag that wheel out of my cold,
0: dead hands. <laughs> We're not going to worry about those then. Yeah. But let's that, talk those about... Those not going anywhere. Those are not <laughs> going anywhere. The ones that deserve to be displayed. And this yeah. is another thing with... The process. Okay. So let's say, where are they right now? Are they on the dining room table? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> They're upstairs. Two people, four bedroom house, five
0: docks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so, but where uh, are the spinning wheels right now that you want to display? Spin?
1: spinning wheels are split between, quote, the sewing room okay. and the spinning room.
0: Okay. All right. Well, let's just, let's just say that you found in whatever decluttering project you were working on, you found the spinning wheel. Okay. Mm -hmm. and You know, my desire, where would I look for this first? I want it to be displayed. Like that's, that's where you would look for it is someplace where it's displayed. So taking it there right now, Maybe it's not the perfect place to display it, but maybe it's, and I'm just making this up on top of the piano. Okay. I don't even know how big a spinning wheel is. I'm picturing. (laughs) There's various size wheels. Let's put it that way. Okay. Everything from a tiny parlor wheel that takes
1: up only about two cubic feet of space on the floor. Okay. And it's about waist high all the way through my 30 inch. The wheel itself is 30 inches across.
0: Okay. Well, let's, let's say then that it is the corner of the dining room, that that's where you want this to be displayed, but you want it displayed. You don't want to pile it there. You want to display it. Okay. So to bring it there would mean creating the space for it in that corner. What's in that corner right now? Boxes? Boxes. (laughs) Okay. Are they
1: empty or full? They are empty. Okay. Oh no! No, so, some of them are full of precious moments. <laughs> let's pretend. Remembered. Let's <laughs> pretend
0: like they're empty. Okay, <laughs> but, but let's do. Let's pretend like they're empty boxes, or there's empty boxes in this corner and that corner. Okay. Like there's, there's three empty boxes and a precious moments in one corner that you want to put it in. And then there's empty boxes in the other. Okay. Okay. It it is a valid use of your decluttering time and it is linear decluttering. I think that's the way to describe it, where you are actually just making progress, moving forward to do whatever it takes to make it, to get the, that corner cleared easily. So take those empty boxes out take out one of the empty boxes from the other side because empty boxes are easy, right? Yeah. We're going to break them down immediately. We're going to put them by the front door. So they're ready to go out in the trash or the back door. I know I keep saying front door cause that's mine, but anyway, no, it's front door for me. Too, okay, good, so. good, good, good. So by the front door for trash and then the precious moments box that was in that corner, we're going to put it over where that empty box was in the other corner because that space is now is no worse off than it was before. Right. Right. Cause we just, Put this so, so now we have cleared this space in the course of probably five minutes, right? We haven't gotten distracted yeah. by the precious moments box. We have no. just we, have, we, we haven't we made have anything no worse. Nothing is worse, but we've made huge progress because now you have your spinning wheel thing that you've probably kind of been juggling because you didn't want to mess it up and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's in its actual, real, final resting place, right? Yep. Okay. So do you see how that kind of, that's that whole making progress and only progress. So it's not getting distracted by that, but it's making this, I needed to get the spinning wheel out of the space that I'm decluttering, but I don't want to do anything temporary with it because temporary is stuff shifting. And ultimately that's the thing that keeps me from actually making real progress at my home. So I'm taking it to its spot. And I'm doing the easiest version of what I can do to clear that spot to make it available for this spinning wheel to go there. And now I never have to think about the spinning wheel again, other than to see it and go, that's what I've always wanted. I've always wanted it to be in that nice little spot. Does that make
1: sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it does.
0: Okay. But it, it can start to feel overwhelming when you know it's going to be this than that. But always remember... The space I'm working on decluttering is the top priority. So I'm not going to get distracted, but I am going to, it's just like, if you find, I was with somebody the other day and, you know, we we're talking about, what about this, these picture frames? And I'm like, well, it is valid use of your decluttering time to hang them on the wall. You know, even though that feels like it's not decluttering, it is because now they're in their final resting place. So yeah, they're, they're not, not clutter anymore. They're not my uh, China cabinet
1: like right. my, in my, well, not picture frames, but my prints.
0: Right. All, yeah. Because as long as it's in this temporary spot, it's clutter. But if it's in the frame on the wall, it's not clutter anymore. It's serving its actual real purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So, so allowing yourself to, to do that. Okay. Is there something else that you wanted to talk about?
1: How do you keep from being tempted to sell things again?
0: Oh goodness. I know. Um, (laughs) No, I, I, when you say that you sold on eBay and Amazon and Etsy, the only reason I didn't sell on Amazon and Etsy is because I don't think they existed yet. You know, when I hit my rock bottom. So, I mean, like I, or I didn't know about them at least, I totally understand what a real challenge that is. You know, and my advice that I would give to someone other than you would be, if you truly can't do it, you know if you can't just get rid of it if you can't donate it then sell one thing so you can know the process and know if it's worth your time or not you already know the process you probably see the dollar signs on so many things right mhm okay. that's the that's the problem i have
1: a lot of training behind myself i yes. i put myself through a lot of uh, actually it was fairly inexpensive training but mm-hmm. a lot of training I spent a lot of anguishing moments. It used to be when I would go into a shop or a grocery store, I would constantly be scanning for things that I could flip. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to do that anymore. And it feels so good. Okay, I want to keep that feeling going and I not be tempted to go, oh, I can just sell on eBay. I can go yeah. to Goodwill and I can go to... Uh, community thrift or wherever
0: here. Here's uh, what you, because you've already started to experience it. You've already experienced that. It's nice to go shopping and not think that way. Right. Yeah. To not constantly be thinking that way. The other thing is if something is a paralyzer for you, like, okay, I just, this one thing, I move on to the next thing, focus on getting that easy stuff out of there. Get those boxes out. Like even if you spend the next month getting boxes out and you feel like, well, come on, I've got so many other dramatic things to declutter. I'm really going to spend my time on boxes. But what will happen is as you get boxes out, you're going to go, oh my goodness, my house is so much nicer now. I like my house. This is a whole lot closer. It's not there yet, but it's a whole lot closer to what I envisioned when we bought this house you know? And so getting that out of there is going to start to change your thinking and make you think there's value in not having stuff in my house. And so that's going to start to change that value idea. Also, you know, donating things, then just keep donating the, all that stuff, because I I'm guessing, unless you were so much better at it than me, which you probably (laughs) were, obviously, but (laughs) <laughs> but I'm guessing perhaps you collected some things that ended up not being able to be sold, correct? Uh, a lot of things. That okay, get me. rid of those. Get rid of those first. Like if it's if it's a hassle for you, if you're feeling paralyzed by, oh, if I just put the work in, I could get such and such money for this.
1: No, but, I had the
0: Chia Pet on for
1: forever. Right. Nobody so, wanted a Duck Dynasty Chia Pet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so get rid of all the stuff that you already know is not even worth selling, you know, your, your goal is to not sell, but go ahead and get rid of the stuff that, you know, for sure couldn't be sold because then you're going to start to experience. Okay. It is actually a whole, I mean, cause you know how much work it is to sell stuff. Oh, yes. People don't oh, understand that. I mean, like people no. think that you're getting free money when you're selling stuff on eBay. <laughs> and that is so not the truth. Like money oh. per hour, you are working your honey off, right? Mm-hmm. So get rid of all that stuff and start to experience, oh my goodness, that stuff is just gone. It has sat there forever and made me feel guilty. And all I had to do was drive small box by small box to Goodwill two or three a week And I am really enjoying not having all that stuff in my house. And it's going to start to change that value to you of those items. And, and, and also to know that, you know, what I personally do, and I know I've said this before, but I have gotten to where I, I have no desire to sell on eBay anymore. Like it, I think I sold, put something on there probably five or six years ago that I was like, this is just, I know this would sell. And I, because I haven't been selling like I used to, I forgot I had put it up there, which was like something I had never thought I could possibly forget back when I was really into it. Like I couldn't believe somebody would put something on eBay and forgot that they you know, put it on there. Um, but I did. I forgot. And so, and so it became this huge hassle and I hated going to the post office and all that kind of stuff that I used to do all the time. It just... Now, so I, I've decided I'm not doing that anymore, period. I am not settling on eBay. But if I really am tempted, I'll put it on Facebook Marketplace, which is not going to get me as much money, but it kind of scratches that itch for me, you know, lets me go, okay, mm-hmm. at least I'm trying to get a little bit of money for this thing I know is valuable. And the reality is if it doesn't sell pretty much right away, it's not going to sell, which you know that from your selling experience. Yes. yes. That. So what I will do is as I am working on a space, I will snap a picture, put it on there. And if it's not, and I'll go ahead and stick it in the donate box. And if by the time I'm ready to donate that box, that box is finished. If it hasn't sold, I just take it off and then it goes on and is donated with everything else. Um, and, And I'm only saying that. That's not necessary, but I want to acknowledge that it is a legitimate struggle when you know how much money you could get for things, which you know better than the average, but you're not delusional. A lot of people are delusional about how much money they could get. You legitimately know how much money you could get, but you also know that you're tired of living with your house the way that it is. Yes. So it's finding that difference and getting rid of, getting rid of going ahead and getting rid of donating all that stuff that is pure profit for the thrift store because you bought it there and now you're donating it back and they get to mm-hmm. sell it again. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway. Absolutely. Well, I hope that's been helpful. Anything else you want to talk about before we go? No, actually, this is good. I'm,
1: this is very helpful. Thank you so much, Dana. <laughs>
0: well, I'm very I'm, I'm thankful that you're willing to share, share all that you're going through. I'm, I'm glad for that. Okay. Tell me what you love about being a kindred spirit.
1: Oh, the community of like, it's, I'm not the only one with this house that looks like this. I might be the only one that has three freezers, but I'm not the only one in his house that looks like this.
0: Yeah. It's a fun right. group. So is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we go?
1: Your other book? I haven't read it yet. I actually bought it. I
0: haven't Which read one? it yet.
1: Which but, one have uh, you read? Managing. I I read the decluttering one.
0: Okay. Well, I think that manage uh, how to manage your home without losing your mind, available wherever books are sold, um, <laughs> would actually be helpful on the routines and the maintaining that you've okay. been struggling with because that is the focus of that book: is your daily habits and your maintaining. Okay, the power of that. So, yeah, I think that'll be helpful for you. Okay, did you guys love that conversation with Ellen? I'm guessing we can all relate. So I told you, I was going to tell you more about take your house back. Um, for those of you who've kind of thought about it and weren't quite sure, um, I do encourage you if you haven't yet to go back and listen to the podcast that came out on Christmas Eve. I know a lot of times that's a weird time and maybe you get behind on your podcasts, but I think that, um, if you're not sure if you want, like, if you're not sure that podcast is a great way. I've actually heard from a lot of people who said, I wasn't sure either because they were scared of, you know, organized people. And they were afraid that it would be scary to, you know, hear from Cass, who's amazing at organizing and all that. Um, but then they listened to that podcast and they went, Oh yeah, no, I want to, um, you know, hear from all three of them. So, okay, here's one. And I'll just tell you a little bit of it. Okay. It says while listening to the highly amusing, take your house, back course videos and podcasts today, I did a thing. I actually did a thing and then talking about what they, what they did. So my point is the highly amusing part (laughs) because I honestly, I mean, yes, I think there's a lot of value in having the three perspectives and us talking about things and talking you through things. Cass has a lot of great, very doable wisdom to share on the organizing piece of things that you guys know. I don't share that stuff. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't talk about organizing, because I'm like, mm, I'm just gonna talk about decluttering. But I've already learned a lot from her. I'm like, Oh, that's a great. Well, I think I'm gonna do that. Okay, yeah. And Dawn is just very, very practical. And just get things down to the most doable possible way. And like, I've learned a lot from her. So my paper clutter is I'm going to be better off because of what I've learned from their session on paper clutter. And so I think, um, but, but the thing I wanted to talk about is the highly amusing part because I mean, if nothing else, that's what I have to offer, right guys? I mean, hopefully I make this stuff at least not boring to talk about. And I think that Dawn and Cass and I, we have a lot of fun. Like we always laugh together and they are funny people too. So I I really think too. I just called myself funny, but I always do. So whatever. Anyway, but I really think that that is one of the real positives of the course. If it's something that you can do right now, if you're just getting through on taking your trash bag around, like we were talking about with Ellen, just do that. You're going to be fine. All right. But if it's something that you want to kind of level up a little bit and you really want to have extra inspiration and extra focus, I really think there's a lot of value in it. And I think you're going to love it and it's entertaining all those things together are helpful. Okay. Again, that's take your house It is available to purchase through the end of January. We uh, will open it later in the year as well for a short period of time. But, um, but yeah, it will not just be available at any old time that you feel like it mostly for our own sanity for managing how things go. Okay. I think that's it. All right. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.